Welcome to our annual EO ESOP podcast summer school series. We selected some of our favorite episodes over the past year to bring you for your enjoyment while we spend the rest of our summer catching our breath and working on launching our exciting season seven beginning in September 2023. Enjoy. Welcome to the ESOP Minicast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brett Kiesling, and as it says on my business cards, I'm a passionate advocate for employee ownership. Earlier this week on episode 216 of our primary EO ESOP podcast, my guest was John Swigert, a principal at Praxis Consulting Group. John also appeared on episode 26 of the Owner to Owner podcast with Jesse Tyler. Jesse and John, along with Kim Gage of Hypertherm, discussed continuous improvement and what it means in general and specifically at an employee-owned company. Both episodes are well worth your time, and I hope you'll check them out. We'll have a link to the Owner to Owner podcast episode 26 in our show notes. Today, I want to share a brief clip from that episode where John Swigert asked Kim Gage how companies could begin the process of implementing continuous improvement. I hope you enjoy. So I wonder if I could ask a couple, you know, fascinating, Kim, and I'm thinking about culture and leadership. And I'm thinking, you know, hypertherm in some ways, the more I learn about it, the more it seems like a great model and the more intimidated I become because I think there's no way that I could build something like that, especially if certain things don't exist in my culture at work or certain kinds of leadership aren't in place. And so I wonder, Kim, if you could talk a little bit about bigger picture in terms of a system or a culture or leadership. What are the elements that need to be in place in order for this to get started, in order for it to work and be sustained? What are some of those things? That's a great question, John. And what's wonderful about it is I'm actually navigating all of those questions that you just asked with a company that we acquired within the last few years, and I'm actually launching this program with them. So what perfect timing for these questions. So the things that need to be in place, well, number one is you have to have top-down understanding of the importance of this program. Because again, these types of improvements are gonna be grassroots. These are gonna be improvements that are happening right where the work is done. And if you have leaders who don't necessarily understand what work is being done, that granular level of what happens on a day-to-day, but they're the ones making the decisions, that's where immediately things become broken. So you have to have the whys and the hows answered at that top level so that they can then promote it downward, right? So if you have a GM, you want that GM to believe in it and you want them to understand, you know, we are all sharing and the benefits of this directly impacts our company's profitability. This is going to make your employees happy because they don't need to wait seven months for decisions to be made. It could happen next week, you know? So once you have that top level leaders buy-in on it, then what are they gonna do by default? They're gonna promote it to that next line of leaders. Hey, this is really important. This is really awesome. These are things that we can do. Here's the benefits of it. Some of this is actually gonna reduce the capacity that you have now because you don't have to manage all of this. Your associate base is gonna do that. Isn't this wonderful? 
And then again, we trickle down. So the first thing you always have to do when you're deploying any kind of a change and a mindset change is you got to start with the top because if they don't believe in it, the rest of them are not going to believe in it. And so that's really where I always go. And that's the fundamental piece is who who is this group looking up towards for that decision making from uh, support? standpoint and that's the person that you are the group of people that you have to target first to have them be aligned because then once that has been done everybody else will naturally follow suit and I can tell you within my experiences we there are times where you will have top level agreement on it and then it trickles and then you might have one or two people that are kind of more resistant or hesitant or are slow to adapt to it where their peers might be and it sticks out that group's performance, that group's engagement, the overall culture, the aura about it, it sticks out. You will see your performers and then you'll see the ones that need that extra emphasis. So that's why I always say you got to make sure that you have the buy-in from anybody who's going to be supporting these initiatives. And then it's hard sometimes for leaders to take a step back and say, wait, this is something I'm not supposed to own. This is something I'm supposed to support. Right. And that's hard, especially people who take pride in their ownership and leadership skills or people who might be really strongly attached to something, whether it's a process, product, the way that they manage their day to day. And if you're asking them to switch it up a little bit, you got to be empathetic to that and understanding of that. But again, you want to make sure that you always have that buy in so that they can then support appropriately. You'll find a link to episode 26 of the Owner to Owner podcast in our show notes. And you can find my full conversation with John Swigert, as well as our 400-plus episodes in our archives at www.esoppodcast.com. I hope you'll check them out. Thank you so much for listening. This is Brett Kiesling. Be well. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at EO Podcast Network and on Twitter at ESOP Podcast. This podcast has been produced by Brett Kiesling for the EO Podcast Network. Original music composed by Max Kiesling. Branding and marketing by Bitsy Plus Design. And I'm Bitsy McCann.